If you don't know me, my name is Daniel, and uh, I get the privilege of serving here on staff. If I'm not around here, I'm going to be mainly in the children's area, nursery, preschool, res kids area, and I've been doing that for the last year and a half or so, and just leading uh, in these ministries. And uh, from time to time, I get the privilege and opportunity to come teach, which I absolutely love to do. So I'm really, I'm really privileged and honored to be here with you tonight. So uh, I want to just go ahead and jump right into it. I want to talk. I want to teach tonight on the subject of honor. So if you're if you're taking notes, I, I titled this "Life of Honor." Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And every parent said, Amen. Amen. This is not a, a word for your children to say, man, I wish my youth were here or my kids were here. Don't worry, it's, it's all good. This is for everybody. Verse 2 says, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Children, obey your parents because this is right. Honor your father and your mother. I believe that, you know, children start and we start with this stage and this phase of obedience. Um, but there, there comes an end to that stage of that parental oversight where that obedience is directly to from child to parent. And, and eventually, you know, that stage ends but there should be a stage that you enter into, uh, which is a stage of honor, which has no end. Um, the, the purpose of your children obeying you is not just so that they do what you want them, what you're saying to do, right? I mean, that's, that's part of it is, yes, I want you to obey because what I'm telling you, what I'm showing you, I want you to, to follow through with. I want you to do. But if you think that that is the sole purpose of obedience, then you're missing it. Really, the primary reason, the primary focus of getting your children to obey is to bring them into a place of honor. It's to bring them to a place where uh, they're, they're, they're honoring you, and because they honor you, they honor your words, they value your ways, they value what you have to say about the matter and where you stand on it. And I, I would say this, that it is so biblical um, that if you can get this, if you can, if you can impart honor to your children and they could honor you eventually as young adults, as adults, then they're going to be a better position to honor authorities in the city, authorities in the schools, authorities everywhere else. Amen. It's, it's a principle. And, and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a connection here that is very evident. It says that you honor your father and your mother so that, because this is the commandment with the, with the first promise here of the commandments, so that it may be well with you and that you would live a long life on earth. And so if you want it to go well with you, if you want it to, 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 to live a long life, I believe that this is connected to honoring your parents specifically. I think honoring is a pretty big deal for God. Um, I think that God is really calling us to, a, to live a, 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 in a, from a place of honor. I believe that he's really calling our church. I believe that he's really um, growing us in this area to be people who carry uh, honor in our hearts, who, who carry honor um, towards God and towards other people. Uh, to honor, I kind of want to define that a little bit. To honor is, is, is to esteem, it is to value, it is to greatly respect, it is to prize, to revere. And literally, to honor is to give weight to someone. It's to, it's to really like, 
there, there is value here. There is something that, that is important from this person or this party that, that, that is so important that I can receive something from that. Honoring is, a, is an inward quality that flows outwardly towards, towards people. And when I think about honor and teaching about honor, you know, it kind of, when you think about these adjectives and these words describing uh, what honor is, you know, love is, is all, all also respecting people and thinking highly of people and revering people. And so just kind of studying and thinking, what is, what is the biggest difference here? And, and I, I, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you, but I would say this. I would say that it is possible to love people and withhold honor from them, but it is not possible to honor someone without loving somebody. Does that make sense? Like, I can love you, but I can withhold honor and, and therefore kind of limit receiving from you um, because I don't honor you. But if I, love, if, I, if I honor you, then you know that that's going to coincide, that's going to go hand in hand with love because to honor is to esteem. Well, to love is to think higher than the, to, of the person than yourself. And so they go hand in hand, yet you can, you can, you can love without honor. And so honoring is an intentional thing. You know, just because you love somebody doesn't mean that you honor them. Um, because it is, it, is, it is a separate thing. It is when you honor somebody, you are positioning yourself to receive from that person. Now, there are acts of honor, such as like a ceremony. You know, when you think about uh, honoring somebody who's done some great deeds or accomplished a lot of things and you hold a ceremony because of what they've done and you honor that person. There's an act, there's an, there are ceremonies of honor, but there's also a spirit of honor that goes beyond the ceremony, that goes beyond uh, the acts of what you do. And, and this is really a lifestyle. This is really uh, what I want to teach on tonight, what I believe the Lord is calling us to live from. Now this passage that I, that I quoted in Ephesians is quoted from the Old Testament. It's quoted from Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy chapter six, you know, um, it, it is a recount of the of the of the of the testament of the commandments. Excuse me. And in verse seven, this is what this is what it says. It says, "You shall teach them, speaking of the commandments, and honoring your father and your mother is one of those." It says, "You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way." when you lie down, and when you rise up. So I think the primary way that honor is taught and honor is received is from a parental role. It is, it is intended for us to teach our children, again, these commandments, one of them being honor. Um, and I don't think it's limited just to your mother and father from home. I really believe that there are spiritual fathers, that there are spiritual mothers in the house of God, in the family of God, it's one of the reasons why it's so important that we are the family that we are. Um, when I think about myself, I know that I was taught honor from, I would say, spiritual fathers. I would say spiritual uh, leadership that, that I got the privilege of serving under. And, and really not just saying, hey, you ought to do X, Y, Z, but really watching them and how they respond to people, how they respond to different situations and how they carry themselves and, and, and really just, again, it's a, there's a spirit of honor. There's a lifestyle that I believe God is calling us to. Now, speaking of this subject, uh, there is a prerequisite to honor. And, 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 and th there, in other words, there needs to be this before you can really, truly honor. 
And in Proverbs 15, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is what? Is it on the screen? Before honor is humility. Is humility. And so this is the prerequisite to honor. In other words, it's impossible to honor without humility being present. Because why? Because to honor is to esteem the other more highly. It's to esteem the other with, with, with value and respect. And so uh, what's the opposite of humility? The opposite would be pride. And so humility says, hey, I'm going to, uh, to think of others more highly than I ought to think of myself. But, but pride says I'm going to esteem myself. Pride says, I'm going to think about myself. And so, and so this, is, this is very true. And speaking of honor is to say, if I want to live a life of honor, if I want to truly honor somebody, then there has to be humility present. There has to be a spirit of, of, of humility to say, I am going to honor this person. And so in Revelations 4.11, speaking of honor, and who, who, more, who more worthy of our honor than, than God? Amen. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created you receive the glory and the honor and the power and then you know it, right here it states the the position you created all things and by your will they exist and were created and so what is what does honoring look like uh you know i, I believe that god calls us to honor him and and god all, really calls us to honor people and so Let's look at Mark chapter 6 and this story of when Jesus, you know, he had done some ministry. He, he uh, healed the woman with the issue of blood. He uh, prayed for the uh, person that was demon-possessed. And he's coming back to his hometown. And in, and in verse 1 it says, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended by him. Verse 4 says, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, which is, to me is phenomenal. Verse 5, he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and he healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. And so I think there's a few things, you know, there's a lot of things in the story, but a couple things to, to really to, to, to pay attention to is that that these, the people that Jesus was ministering to, the people that Jesus was teaching to, it doesn't seem like they started in a place where they didn't honor Jesus. In fact, the Bible says that they were astonished. They were astonished by his teachings. They were astonished by his wisdom. And they were astonished by his mighty works. And so it appears to me that, you know, because I, I think about this and I put myself in this and I say, man, would I, what if I was there? What if I saw Jesus? What if I you know, was in the midst of, uh, under Jesus' teachings in this time. Would I, would I have the audacity to, to not have honor and to just, you know, say something like this? But yet, when I think about this, 
in its context, and you see that they were astonished, that they were amazed, and they saw the wisdom, and they saw the mighty works. But yet, even though they might, may have not started from a place of dishonor, they ended in a place of dishonor. And so the question is, what is it that caused them to go from honor, dishonor, honor to dishonor? And, and, and I believe Jesus gives us the answer in, in this when he says, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and his own house. The key words there are own. And, and they said this, isn't this the carpenter's son? So I would submit to you that I believe what brought them from a place of honor potentially to dishonor was that the people allowed familiarity to become a stumbling block to their faith. They saw Jesus, they saw the wisdom, they saw the teachings, the miracles, but the moment they connected all of that to something that they knew, to something that they felt they had a good grasp on, was the moment that they allowed that familiarity to become a stumbling block from receiving from Jesus. So much so that the Bible says that he could do no mighty work. I think that's a sad scripture. To know that you're in the midst of Jesus and the Bible says that he couldn't do a mighty work. And really he couldn't do what he intended to do. This scripture challenges me and I want to challenge you tonight. And to, and to say to not allow familiarity of what you do know to become a stumbling block to your faith and in your honor to God. We can say it this way. God is limited where there is a lack of honor. So let's flip that. Let's say when we stay humble, when we have anticipation, when we have expectation of God, then we step into a place of honor and we give him permission to move how he wants to move. And I don't know about you, but anytime I gather and I'm ready to serve Jesus and worship Jesus, I want to get the most of what he's give, ready to give to me. You know, I've, been, I've, I've had the privilege of serving in, you know, the children's area over the last year and a half or so. And uh, we get ready for service. We get ready for Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And, you know, a lot of it's a, we have a scheduled and people who come and serve. And so we get together and uh, we get together and pray before we go out into our assigned areas. And, you know, we chat about what's, what's, what's going on in the ministry, what's going on in the church, and all these things. We pray over each other. But we always set aside at least a few minutes to pray. And when we pray, I, I, I kind of jokingly, half-jokingly tell everybody that, hey, we're, we're going to pray, guys, before we get out there. But this isn't a Peter prayer. This isn't a prayer uh, that Jesus prayed when he walked out in the water and he walked and he stood on the water for a second and realized that he was standing on water and he looked down and he fell. And what, and he fell. what did he say? He said, Jesus, save me. Like that's, that to me is like a Peter prayer, right? It's, it's a prayer of desperation. It's a prayer of God, we need you. And although that is true and appropriate, that is not how we pray for that Sunday morning because we, 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 we prepared, we planned, we're ready for this. And so instead it's a prayer where we pause and we recognize the Lord. And we say, God, we, we realize that we've planned, we've prepared, we're here, we're ready, we know what we're doing, we're ready to, ex we know what to expect, but nonetheless, this is your house, Lord. Jesus, you said you'd build the church. 
and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Lord, these are your children. You said let the children come to me. God, you see, the, the thing is God is everywhere at the same place. David said, where can I hide from your presence? Even if I made my, my, my bed in hell, you're going to be there too. But it's not just knowing that God is omnipresent. It's, it's inviting, it's recognizing, it's pausing, and it's saying, Lord, this is your place. Have your way here. And I believe that when you do that, you honor God. And when you honor God, you can expect him to move in a very special way. So this is true. This is true um, for, a, for a place and for a time. But this is also true in the areas of your life. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 says, it says, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, in other words, your tithe. Verse 10 is the promise. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. The way you honor the Lord with every area of your life, and this is particularly speaking of the tithe, this is particularly speaking to your, to your possessions and to your increase, is by giving, is by giving him the first, is by giving him the place. Uh, you honor God with your finances by giving him the first 10%. You honor God with your marriage by giving him your marriage, by giving him your heart, by giving him. You honor God with your family by giving him what is due to him. What is, that, is, that is how you honor the Lord is by you, you give him the place, but you also give him uh, the, the, the area and you give him the, his, his presence and his word and his say over the matter. And so you honor the Lord this way. You honor God by giving. Now, of course, you honor God by honoring people. Living a life of honor is a life where you honor God and you honor people. Uh, I believe that there are different levels of honor uh, when, you, when you talk about honoring people. And, and the Bible tells us that, of course, you honor your parents, right? That is a, particularly, a particular uh, group of people that you honor. And, and Romans... Chapter 13, the Bible talks about honoring authority and honoring uh, government. In 1 Timothy 5.17, the Bible says that those who are in direct, directly in the affairs of the church deserve double honor, especially those who are teaching and preaching. And so in, in studying this, it seems to me like there are different levels of honor. There's, there's different ways to honor different people. Of course, if you're coming into a meeting with somebody that has a high uh, ranking and authority, you're going you're gonna to treat that a little bit differently than maybe coming into a meeting with your parent. And so there's different levels. Although there are different levels, I believe there are truths for any level regarding anybody. Because 1 Peter 2, verse 17 says, honor all people. All people, no matter what their rank is, no matter what their position is, we are called to honor all people. It says, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. And so you honor people in how you treat people. Um, for example, with your time. Uh, I believe that you honor people when you say you're going to show up for something. A way that you honor is that you show up in the time that you said that you were going to show up. And if you can't, then you call that person and you, you arrange a time or you explain that you're running late. That is called honoring somebody, somebody's time. So you honor people in how you treat people. You honor people uh, in how you handle situations. 
with them. I think when you honor somebody, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything they say, but it does mean that you are handling information in a particular way. I want to share with you three things as, as uh, we close tonight in the next 10 minutes. Uh, three areas with where you can check yourself and where you can grow uh, in, in regards to honoring others. And the first area is in your thoughts. In your thoughts. What do you do with what comes to your mind about someone that is negative and that is not from God? What do you do with a thought about somebody? That every time you see that somebody, that thought comes to your mind. Um, and, and, and if we can be honest with, every, with ourselves tonight, I think that although we strive to love everybody, although we are, are, are on a journey to, to, to love everybody and honor everybody, the Bible says that our mind is being renewed, that you have to renew your mind. And so there are moments where there is a possibility that a thought is not the right thought to have some, towards somebody. And I want to pr- propose to you that you have, some, you have a responsibility in what you do with that thought. I think it's impossible to control all your thoughts. Sometimes it can be an attack from the enemy. Sometimes it can be something that you didn't realize that you were thinking about. But really, the issue is not the thought. The issue is what you do with your thought and what you dwell on in your mind. And so an area that, 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 that we can challenge ourselves, that we can look in ourselves and really ask the question if we're honoring somebody is that of our thoughts. And the Bible gives us direction on what to do with our thoughts. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I think the beginning of this scripture is really important in this area of honoring people in your thought life, and that is this. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The real enemy, the real person that you should have an issue with is not necessarily your brother or your sister or your family member or whoever it is. It's really the devil. The Bible says that we do not war against flesh and blood, but we, we war against the enemy. We war against principalities of darkness. We war against, against the devil. And so uh, in, in, a, in, a, in an effort to honor people, I believe it's important to have this in, in your heart, in your mind, to know that this is not my enemy. And so I can do something with this thought, and I will not allow this thought to dwell and this thought to, to grow into something like unforgiveness, like bitterness, and do something with it, and specifically to bring it to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And you do that with the Word of God. You do that with Scripture. You do that uh, by, by redirecting your heart. And so the first area is your thoughts. The second area is your mouth. Matthew 15, 8 says, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Very, very interesting to note here that, you know, when I read this, my, my mind goes right away to the fact that their hearts are far from me. But yet there's a truth revealed in the scripture, and, and it's true. He says that they honor me with their lips. And so you have 
the ability to honor or dishonor somebody by your words. What you say about someone, especially when they are not around, is very telling about whether you honor them or not. And what you don't say about someone, especially when they are not around, is very telling about whether you honor them or not. In the scripture that we read in Mark chapter 6, um, you know, uh, where they dishonored Jesus, it, it's really interesting to me that it says that they started saying. They started saying, isn't this the carpenter's son? Like, isn't this? And they started saying these things. They started dishonoring Jesus. They started spreading these things. And the next thing you know, everybody's saying this. When, when David killed Goliath and he came back, the people started saying Oh, David, or Saul has killed his thousands, but David, his tens of thousands, they started saying these things. And so you begin, you begin to dishonor with your mouth. You begin to dishonor with your lips. Or you can choose to, to withhold information and by not saying specific things that would dishonor somebody, you are honoring that person by keeping something more discreet or more to yourself. I think that... <clears throat> when there is an issue and there's an opportunity to honor somebody, walk in love with somebody, or say something you probably shouldn't say about that person, I think it's important to know that it's not just about what you say, but it's about who you talk to. I believe God brings people around your, your, your path and about your life that can bring you wise counsel. And more importantly, I think the person to talk to regarding the matter is God. Would you agree with that? I'll give you an example. If, if somebody does something to me that is just very hurtful and, I, and I'm around other people and I'm so tempted, man, I'm so tempted to tell you how I feel about this person and how they disrespected me and, man, they just really need to do this and do that. And I'm just ready to get this off of my chest. But sometimes we're so ready to do that first. But, man, I've, I've, I've done that and I've had to repent and I've dishonored somebody. But I've also done this where someone's done something and I've, I, I, I've just had something on my chest and I've, I've talked to God about it and that's also called prayer. When you talk to the Lord about it and you, you, you hear him on the matter and you, you, your lips are refraining from dishonoring him because you're not talking to, you're not talking to the, the wrong people, you're talking to the right person and that's God. And you begin to pray about it and, 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 and pretty much next thing you know, you're honoring that person and you're praying for that person. You're saying, you know, I don't agree with everything with that person and how they handled this or, or how I was treated or, or how they lived their life or whatever it is. But I'm going to pray for that person because why? Because I want to honor that person. And if I want to honor that person, then i got to humble myself. And if I want to, if I, when I humble myself and I'm going to realize that, hey, you know what, they did, they did not handle that well. But you know what, I'm going to believe the best of that person. I know that's hard. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. But you can grow in honor and you can grow in that and say, you know what, maybe, maybe, just maybe, they're having a terrible day. They're having just a terrible season. I don't know. And rather than me saying something that's going to cause strife, something that's going to dishonor this person, then I'm going to just hold it to myself and I'm going to pray about this. I'm not going to just release what I feel. How many of you guys know that if you are led by your feelings, 
It's, it's going to hurt somebody eventually. But the word tells us that life and death are in the power of our tongue. And so the third area that you look at when you honor people is your heart. I mean, when it's all said and done, this is what it's all about. It's all about your heart. When no one is around, when you leave a conversation and you are the only one that knew that you could have said something, but you chose not to and they don't know that and you're the only one that knew that and you walk away from that situation and you chose not to say anything because it was not honoring and it was not edifying and you are okay with that where you sincerely believe the best of that person, where you can say that I honor this person in my heart. And that's what Matthew 15 is is saying, is these people draw near to me with their mouth, they honor me with their lips, but their their heart is not honoring me, their heart is far from me. In Proverbs it says that we are to guard our hearts, because out of it flows the issues of life. And so honoring is a thing is, uh, uh, that is intentional. You have to guard what's going on in your mind towards other people. You have to guard what's happening and you have to have some discipline with your mouth. And you have to guard your heart and not allow your heart to become bitter and your heart to, 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 to turn towards this person. Because here's why. Because God calls us to honor all people. And when you choose to dishonor, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're limiting if you get anything tonight, just know that when you, when you honor, you open up the opportunities to receive. You open up the opportunity to receive the best from God when you honor him. And you allow him to move how he wants to move. And when you honor people, you place yourself in a position to receive from that person. When you honor your superior, when you honor your pastor, when you honor those in, in the government, you're putting yourself in a position to receive, even if you don't do, agree with them entirely. You can learn from everybody. And even to the person who doesn't have a position or a rank, you honor them and you position yourself to receive from them. And you walk in love and you create unity and you create uh, harmony within each other. So we honor God by giving. We honor God by, by, by allowing him to move and to recognize him. And we honor people in our, in our thoughts, in our mouth. And in our heart. Would you stand with me tonight as we pray? Again, I believe that God is calling us to, to, to live a life, to have a heart of honor. And I pray tonight that uh, you're encouraged, you're stirred up, and maybe, maybe you learned something or maybe you were reminded of something. And our endeavor is to is to grow. Our endeavor is to allow God to do what he wants to do. And when we honor and when we love, then God smiles down on that and God is moving and God is, is doing, is exercising his will in this place. I want to pray for us in, in, in regarding this. I want to pray for, over everybody um, that, that says, hey, I want to I I step into this um, thing of honor. And then secondly, I want to pray for for those who are in here that might have not yet made a decision to give your life to Jesus. So for the first prayer, I want to ask this question. If you are here in this place and you say, I hear what you're saying and I see, I hear the Lord speaking to me on this and I want to grow 
in this area of my life. Would you raise your hand nice and high just to say, yeah, that's me. You're talking, God's talking to me. I want to grow in this area. I want to honor God um, in every area. I want to give it to him. I want to see him move the way he wants to. And I want to honor people. I want to just pray over you and I just invite you to open your heart and, and just receive here. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. And we thank you, God, that you are such an awesome God. And I pray for us here tonight. I pray, Lord, that our faith is stirred up. I pray, Lord, that we would increase in honor. That you would show us things, God, that we need to see. That you would show us and reveal our hearts to us. Lord, that you would give us the strength, give us the wisdom to honor those around us. Holy Spirit, we pray that you have your way in us. And we thank you, God, that as a result, we're going to be blessed. It will be well with us. We're going to live a long life on this earth. We're going to receive. And we're going to grow. And we're going to honor you and love you and make an impact greater because we chose to honor. In Jesus' name.